What is the path to awakening supposed to look like, to feel like? How do you know if you are on it? We ask these very sacred and sometimes vulnerable questions to many different women from all walks of life. A conversation that needs to be shared and heard. I'm Jo Hendy. I'm Amanda Parker. And welcome to the Girl Awakening Podcast. Yeehaw. We're here. I'm excited. Oh, yes. Happy New Year. How happy New Year. Mm. So we couldn't have asked for a more perfect guest this morning um, oh. because it is our first one back for 2024. Yes. Um, and we couldn't wait we any could, longer. We no. were literally bursting out of our own seams yes. to be back in the seat yes. for Girl Awakening this year. Oh, absolutely. And actually, mm. when I was driving here this morning, I actually had tears in my eyes thinking, oh, I'm going back nice. into that space, you know, mm. that space where you're accountable and you're learning and you're unlearning and... Um, it's just a, such a beautiful space to be in. You know, we kind of wish we were here all the time, which we, we, we're trying to be here all the time, but it is hard. It's yes. tricky. Yeah. yeah, we're trying to, or we are not trying, we are living with what we've chosen to yeah. open up yes. with this podcast as where we go forward from forevermore. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, such and a gift. We're in a new space. Um, the studio has moved, um, yes. which is really beautiful too because, you know, it's a new year. New numbers, new space, and a beautiful guest who knows all about this All about stuff. the numbers and more, so, so much more. Yeah, we're so, <laughs> so lucky to have Sarah Yip in with us today, mm. um, professional numerologist and psychic. Um, Sarah is unique in the psychic world because she was a scientist who worked for the Australian government, UN, and in high-level fundraising. Her background in ethical leadership, business and personal growth gives her a unique ability to return you to your power and connect you to your soul in seconds, mm. which is what we love. Feel it she, just sitting in her space. Yeah. She helps leaders and change makers to succeed by connecting them with the 1111 angels, <laughs> numerology and their intuition. Love the 1111. I think that's going to resonate a lot with our listeners. Awesome. Welcome, Sarah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Have Happy New Year. Yeah. Although it doesn't really start until February. Oh so my God. I wanted to talk we're about a little this bit, too. We're a little bit early, <laughs> yes. but that's okay. Yes, yes <laughs> We're yes. anticipating. We're doing the Aquarian thing in the head of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We're just laying that red carpet for the people. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I actually want to talk to you about that near the end. We want to talk about sure. you first. And then sure. near the end, I really wanted to ask a few questions around that 13-month year and, yes. you know, when it actually begins and how we've kind of been... Um, you know, once again, taken off track, out of alignment through, through um, greater means. The controlling powers. Yes, the controlling powers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, did you want to lovely ask uh, the first question? Oh, the first question for the first <laughs> time this year. Sarah, beautiful, how sure. did your awakening begin? Um, I think I was born pretty awake, I'll be honest with you, mm. that I have done mm. a lot of work of like choosing my body and my family and then actually being pretty pretty organized by the time I came out. And I actually work with a lot of people oh, around the moment of birth and just before they jump planes. Um, and like I, I distinctly remember being able to choose my body and it was a little bit like those doll books where you can choose the bodies and put the clothes on with the little oh. paper, yes. you know, little paper yes. tabs. Mm-hmm. And, and they said it would be a lot easier if you're sort of a big tough guy. And then I was distinct and saying I actually wanted to have a lot of health problems and I wanted to be a minority and I felt that although I'd be the underdog, I would, it would come good. And then I would actually be a little bit of like a, like a ninja 
Yes. <laughs> uh, so I remember having an argument about my body. Wow. And interestingly, I still have a lot of arguments with my body. So that's a bit of a consistent theme. So, yeah, I, I think I came in pretty clear. And I, um, I work with lots of people to return them to that choice point. I think it really gives a lot of grace mm. to whatever they're going through. And it helps us to remember that we weren't just dropped here by someone who forgot about us mm. like an errant stalk oh that's that's, so that's beautiful. incredible i don't think we've ever had a beginning like that no and i and i <laughs> totally understand what you're saying although i haven't experienced that although i would love to have experienced that um i think it's really powerful the way that you just said it it's um so beautiful that you already that you had, had that it. clear recollection yes. and what you said what you shared around that we weren't just dropped here and forgotten because I think that is a big energy that mm. a lot of people carry around being alone and you know there's there's yeah. so much love there and there's so much choice there and being present here mm, yeah got a lot of goosebumps I mean I suppose mm. uh, I mean and I think that energy probably comes from things like daycare or going to school and how a lot of people especially in the 80s <laughs> were just pretty much left like dropped and left um, but, you know, things are changing. People are a lot more in tune and the children are a lot more demanding and bossy. So that kind of helps. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I personally think a lot of the children coming through now have been through the wars and they've come back mm. and that, that violence does not work on them. Mm. Um, and so you actually do have to explain what you're doing, even when they're in utero or when they're little. And otherwise they just don't let you pass the test or through the door literally mm. um yeah i think a lot of them have been through the wars and they've come to show us that the way is consultation oh wow i want to go back to how you started because i think that's really important and really beautiful the remembering part of you know and and the choice part sure can you explain to our listeners a little bit more around that like i, I know you said you were they said it would be better off if you come through as a strong man. <laughs> well, it would that. have been a lot easier. I'll yes. be honest with you. I would have just pushed my bullies over instead of having to report them to the embassy. But anyway, um, because I did have to do that and it yeah. was super annoying and a lot of paperwork. Yeah, it's a you know what I mean? Away from like, where you really I wish want I could to go. have just like given them a wedgie and run off, but <laughs> alas, that was not to be. So um, how do I put it? I believe that we basically um, watch the news upstairs and every now and then they flash about Earth and people will just sort of rub their little angel foreheads mm. and every now and then someone will go, oh, you know what, I think it's time I went down again and then they do a full interview, full briefing. Um, is this like a blueprint, what they talk about a blueprint? Is it like that? Yeah, or is it... I think so. Yeah? And then they do a yeah, big interview process and you have to get everyone to sign off on who's going to be your good guys and your bad guys and your bad oh. guys have to stand in this one-way mirror and you get to choose them all. It's pretty fun. Oh, and then, so um, cool. And then right until the moment that you jump into a body, they have someone with you to make sure you follow through. And then when you do jump, there's this little voice in your ear and I help a lot of people to reconnect to the voice in their ear mm. that was there when they jumped. And I usually meet people at a jump point. Um, and so that is a little bit of a weird job description, but I, I'm all for weird. And so basically I'll meet someone and almost always something will change within, it could be sometimes an hour, a day, a week, but or they've just come through a jump. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. I find it you can do a lot of good there, but it's not for everyone. It's a pretty high high stress occupation. And I imagine a lot of accountability too with 
how you identify the individual that you're working with and I guess I get the sense that you're going to go all the way with them anyway because you know what that they're if they've connected with you that's what they're there for to hear it all yeah but there's yeah uh, when I mean accountability it's about you know it's a precious gift what you have and precious gift that you're sharing with the person that they're there you're you're it's their they are a gift as well so it's kind of like handling something very delicate and yet very enormous all at the same time yeah it's a bit like it's a bit like being a spiritual midwife Mm. but babies are tougher than we realize and they come in with a full soul army and all their past lives and all their little bags packed um and so yeah it's true i work with people at a delicate time in their life but it's also when they're the strongest because they're usually the most open to their truth Mm. um yeah it's a very particular job i have Mm. and i think because i'm quite clear about what i'm here to do it allows other people to fall back into their own frequency oh. but um yeah. i can't say i have a hundred percent success rate <laughs> well people uh, have I'm to all right people have to want it too don't they yeah. they uh, might they may come to you and say oh yes this is what i want but are they really are they ready to hear what you're about to tell them it's, or it's so that's you know there's kind of a couple of ways around that so yes that's absolutely true and then it's also true that there's a lot of ecosystems which are so toxic that the person would never be ready Oh. And sometimes you just have to um, evacuate. <laughs> it's funny. <'cause laughs> or you get evacuated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when you when you talk about just before when you talked about you know the voices in the ear, I I got a really mm. emotional because I go, there's so many people, and I'm one of them out there that can sometimes feel really alone or you know or not good enough or probably need to clean your ears. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's, there's more to what you just said than it's not using the cotton bud. It's like, this. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's almost like, did you having that having that there um, would be a bit of peace of mind too that you're not alone. That there's, I, I've there's always so many... I've always felt really guided, yeah. but I've also felt always very alone because I have a paradoxical situation where I know I've always had a strong spiritual connection, but then it's it's kind of forced me to make a lot of unpopular decisions. Mm -hmm. And so once I found numerology, that was very helpful because I realized I was always going to be 10 or 20 years in advance, not to sound egotistical. And it's not in every area, trust me. But in a lot of areas, um, and I might be dead before some of the work is recognized. And I feel kind of okay about it now that I've framed it properly. Mm -hmm. And actually, to be honest, I think most leaders, and I do like to work with leaders, they have to at some point embrace that, that factoid. Mm. Um, that uh, the applause might not come mm. and you still have to perform because that's your destiny. Absolutely. And I think isn't that's that, a great lesson for all of us. Oh, and to, to not be expecting the accolade at the time is a great um, humaniser but also very humbling as well just to do it for the pure essence of what it's about, your calling, your purpose, mm. your... It's not always recognised. In fact, it's rarely recognised. Um, but yeah, I've been testing on Facebook for a long time. I've probably been on there 13 years and I always test because I'm from fundraising and, you know, science. And so I do like to test things. And sometimes the deepest posts, the ones I really think is like going to change the world, gets like two likes. Mm. Yes. And, yes. and then there's really I like bet. dumb ones. Like, oh, look, I fell over this piece. I fell over this piece of fruit. Um, gets like a thousand. Yes. <laughs> and I just think... Um, the state of the world. Like, should I change? Should I change myself? Should I fall over more fruit? 
Um, <laughs> and it is. It's a dance because there's a part of you that just so gets that hit. Yeah. You get that hit from the stats. Mm-hmm. But um, I wrote this a long time ago, but we're a society obsessed with figures. Mm. Figures like how much money do you make? How much do you weigh? How many likes do you have? And mm. so numerology breaks that vicious cycle. Mm. Once you start working with numbers, as we call it, like mathematics, mm. a lot of that falls away. Mm. I don't know how to explain it because I'm still in the process myself, but it's just this wonderful, it just dissolves a lot of that need for um fix can't explain it exactly what's well, mm. like the truth of who who we are you know one part of the truth of who we are without all the bullshit basically because you know everything you just talked about numbers and stats and um, likes and whatever is all a facade anyway it's not the truth it's just it can be manipulated and yeah. i think with pluto coming mm. into aquarius in the next few days that's like 100 percent the theme right now um look as a scientist i i could manipulate data and i saw people do it and and so it makes me laugh when people go it's been proven yeah proven to what they wanted to prove (laughs) and i'm I'm like yeah okay so did you check who paid for it and Mm. they go no and i i say well you know the i don't know the dairy industry paid for that study that shows that milk is really good for you it doesn't cause mucus and and they're like (laughs) really and and i'll say and they're like oh but it's science and i'll say scientists need to eat in fact a lot of scientists live they live. paycheck to paycheck trying mm. to get the funding and mm. if their research doesn't get enough likes they don't have a lab next year mm. so you've got to understand the dynamic there and that's not to say a lot of scientists aren't awesome people but uh, as a scientist they live in a world that's not always about what they want to do it's, it's not what, as pure mm, as you think mm. well i think that's what I, I remember reading once when you truly become um awake you know, don't expect the money to flow in or something like that. You know, a true person that's on the road or on the journey is not going to be loaded. <laughs> well, it's not I, about haven't, that anymore. I haven't heard that. I'd say I've got sort of some, some of me agrees with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of me slightly disagrees, but I think there's a real, that's a very powerful thing to bring up on today's call because mm. of course the eight energy of this year is all about balance. Mm. Um, and I believe that we're paid in a number of currencies. Yeah. Mm. So not just the Australian dollar, Absolutely. but like goodwill. And so um, it's really good to sort of check into all your accounts mm. because sometimes your karmic account is overflowing and you just need to do a bit of an exchangey, swapsy swapsy and things start to manifest. I like, I like manifesting. I think if it is sort of tax-free, tax-free receiving. <laughs> well, I'm saying that too. I, I love think that's the where we go with the new, new, new currency because there's like literally like everyone keeps talking around, you know, decentralization and all these kind of things. Mm. And yet if we really look at it from the whole Pluto and Aquarius, the whole transformation of humanity, what you just shared then around currency is involving back going back to the days of bartering and exchange of goods yeah. but with but also involving our own personal energy fields in what is currency mm-hmm. and all those ways of exchange and connection with what is happening within i just love yeah. that so much yeah well um you know the bank's just the middle person mm. and i'm all about um, reducing that uh, especially in spirituality Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very important to learn languages like numerology so you can directly converse with your spirit and your guides and with the angel numbers and just get the text directly in instead of having someone to read it to you. So I'm all about reducing the layering and the bureaucracy. That's from someone who worked in 
like the biggest bureaucracy ever like the UN and mm. also the Australian government and I do recall you know being a graduate and you get picked and you're so excited about being this like special person and then it took me one year to get a document signed by four people oh my god and so I remember just sitting there going like a signature literally takes five seconds mm. but because they were department heads it took a year and, and filtering then through all the ranks to get I just to I felt bad for being mm. paid for that <laughs> and I was being paid with taxpayers money and I thought that's just a part of me this is just not working mm. um, so I suppose I, I just wasn't meant to be in government for too long but I was there long enough to make a pretty big ruckus they definitely all, they all remember me yeah, yeah. yeah. in Yay. fact I, I um I narrowly didn't get into the graduate program I got in because I made a joke about 2001 space odyssey although that's not on the official documents <laughs> so I think honestly it's always been a little bit of that dry humor that's gotten me out of a lot of sticky situations oh. and I guess people didn't don't know that whether yours when you're serious no, or when you're, no yeah, because I look yeah. like an accountant so that helps but um yeah a little bit of humor I think is also a little well I call humor what is it a sense of humor is a sense of human mm. I'm always deeply concerned when I see people it doesn't matter what industry they're in but they haven't got a sense of humor I'm really worried for them mm. and I'm worried for the people who follow them oh, <laughs> because I think that mm. they're sterilizing their their tribe mm. um, because you sterilize yourself when you take away the fun interesting mm. there's, a, there's a big tactic around sterilizing <laughs> so going back to the I, I want to ask before we ask the next question is mm. is when did numerology find you like you know you come oh, into the world awake yeah no it was it was a pretty scene. direct mm. direct hit um yeah so I can't remember but I think I was standing in a bookshop and I saw a numerology book by someone in Brisbane it was on sale for about mm, three dollars and I remember thinking I believe in numerology about three dollars worth <laughs> so and so I bought it and I went oh this is amazing and then I did about 50 charts that night when I bugger it bugger it I think I found my next job and then I was really annoyed <laughs> and but around that time so I can't quite remember I think around that time I was also standing in the relaxation center in Brisbane and someone who had met me once he saw me looking at this book by Dan Millman called The Life You're Born to Live oh, yeah, yes. I love that and book. and yeah. he just saw me looking at it and I uh, was pretty skint at the time and he said I'll just buy that book you need that book and I went what the hell wow. what the hell what is this oh. and he just bought me the book it makes me feel yeah. it's all about the spiritual warrior and here you have this person just identifying with mm. like you know it's a higher thing around this this angel receives a book that activates her to the next path I'm going to be that person that yeah yeah, yeah. so his name was <laughs> his name was John and that's actually my dad's name so it was it was it was it was very beautiful and um, that it is the type of book you tend to give and then lose. Like almost everyone I know has lost their copy because someone will be like, I'll just borrow this yeah. for a cup. I'll just see you in a – never comes back. Mm. Um, it's got legs. Those books have legs. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, that helped. And that was around 29, which was my turning point as a 2911. Interestingly, I was thinking of Dan the other day and I wrote him an email and it bounced. <laughs> and so what I did is I Googled him mm -hmm. and then I found out that he was actually giving a talk last week and so it was amazing I, I was actually on a talk with him in the last day wow. and I've got a nice little screenshot of me and the baby talking to him oh beautiful so um at a certain level you become a frequency and people basically conference call you as a frequency you're, you're like a radio wave and I'm not entirely sure how it happened but I think I'm in that area 
more and more because people will say, oh, 11.11 makes me think of you. And I'm like, that's not the point. But, you know, as long as it brings you back to questioning, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a lot of people now contact me. And it, this has been going on for many, many years. And Is that a little bit like remote viewing, kind of? I think it's in the same ballpark. I think the best way to explain it is at some point your essence becomes more important than your physicality. Mm. And so I have a real comfort now that even when I die, my essence will still be here. And of course, having children does help with that. But just the work I've done, I know it's forever work. Mm. And I try to encourage other people to also find their forever work. Um, And it just gives you perseverance because without that, of course, you just stop and start so many things. I love that. The forever work, it's a passion of mine. Yeah. Mm. So I guess with what you're just saying then around 29, like our next question is when did you notice a shift in your thoughts around the world that Mm. I imagine is going to be fun? (laughs) Say that again. I just want to make sure I get that. When did you first notice a shift in your thoughts about the world? So what... I suppose what we're yes. looking at is um, I'm just thinking when did you notice that there were um, control mechanisms in place to keep us kind of boxed and out of our truth <laughs> yes so um, we, another way we look at this is um, through programs hmm. and uh, the matrix is another good uh, word for it yeah gosh that would have there's so many moments yeah mm. the one that's coming to mind is um I wrote a wish list of people I wanted to read for and at the top of the list was Nat Cook and I found out she worked a kilometre from my office so I actually went and interviewed and read for her and that was hilarious because she, her assistant was like, are you sure you want me to let this woman in? <laughs> and then Nat was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> but she was beautiful. She's a master 33. She was cool. And then on the on, second on my list was Ellen. Now just remember at the time this nothing had come out about Ellen mm. and it just – she was just someone I wanted to read for, and then within oh, a couple. To yeah, and then within a couple of weeks, I got an email that said, "Do you want to be in Ellen's Christmas hamper?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah!" So I spent a month creating a big lifetime reading for her and Portia, wow. and sent it to her office in I think LA. And then yeah, we really weird thing happened. I mean, you think after putting in that much energy, they would reply, but yes, I didn't get a physical <laughs> reply. I got a virtual reply so I had a dream where she brought me on stage and she said thank you and she went through the whole report with me and then I woke up and it hadn't happened in like 3D it only happened in yeah. the illusory world and I said to Chris I don't understand usually when I you know aim for something I get it I can't mm-hmm. understand why this is not happening but it's also true that was one of the first times when I started to do the chart for Ellen you know I do ask for permission and I always it's very private and things but I felt really sick, I felt Mm. really toxic, I felt really like overwhelmed and that I think was the sign that there was something a bit skew-if going on there and then of course we later found out about all the harassment and I I pretty much said to my husband, oh I dodged a bullet and that's when I think I started to click that yeah not everything I believed in was was as clear as I thought and then it happened again when I um, wanted to do the readings for the royal family and I thought this will be a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. And then I, I pretty much got electrified when I tried to do it. And my husband's like, you're such an idiot. They have like full spells. Don't, they're wizards, Sarah. And I went, oh, really? Because I, I just kind of went, do, do, do. I'll yeah. just do their numbers. And yeah. I was like, why am I lying on the floor shaking? And yeah. he's like, Sarah, 
yeah. <laughs> they're occult masters and I went okay Chris so I got my crystal healing friend Dennis to do this full grid and then I did it um it's a long story I won't take up too much time but it's a very interesting story I was really <laughs> struggling to do the royal family's charts Mm-hmm. And I suddenly realized this is why no one does the royal family's charts. Like, go Google it. No one's done it. And I went, yeah. oh. Or unless they're in the tabloids and they're kind of, you know. Or not, it's all rosy uh, and nice. It's, it's um, food channels that are approved because they're generally perceived as fake anyway. Not, you know, not Well, I did, I did do my forecasts for media, to be honest with you. But um, I just couldn't get through. I was like, I know I need to do this, but I can't seem to do it. So mm. even with the crystal grid, I knew there was one more layer. And so I prayed and I had the idea to Google Buckingham Palace intruder. And I discovered that in the 1970s, a young man scaled the gates of Buckingham Palace, crawled across the roof, helped himself to some red wine in the palace and then sat on Queen Elizabeth's bed for 20 minutes and chatted to her while she called security. (laughs) And so I did the numbers for that young man. He was the same number as me. Oh, my goodness. And as soon as I figured that out, I got into the charts. It was, I can't even explain it because my work is pretty nerdy. But I just knew that if he could do it, I could do it. And I just went straight in. And I published my reports on the media and then I said Harry was leaving and nine days later he left. Now I've done those a few years now and um, probably in the last few weeks I wrote Mary would be queen. Mm-hmm. 48 hours later they announced she'd be queen. Mm-hmm. Margaret was stepping down. Margaret is a seven and the year for the sevens just ended. Mary's an eight and the year for the eights just starting. Oh and gosh. so I've predicted some pretty big things. I've also predicted the name of Harry's child when they would move to the States, the Netflix deal, the book. But here's the thing. I did it in a way that you could, you can see it. It's all in the charts. Mm-hmm. Everything is just right there. Anyone could actually look at this information. Um, Mary becoming queen was so obvious because she's got four children. All four of her children have a massive turning point right now and for the next few months, lifetime mm-hmm. turning point. So the alignments, so you're, wow. you're looking because like, I was just trying to think, you know, you're looking at the numbers creating a picture or is it like a book and a language? But then I'm realizing it's actually map like you're looking it's at the, maps. You're doing the maps. Okay? So most and, like, people, most so people look at one person's map. Mm-hmm. They go like I've done the Trump families. I've done Elon Musk because I just like the more controversial, the better for me. <laughs> it's not even about liking. It's just about educating people and getting them into numerology. But mm-hmm. honestly. Or Trump's I'd love to. I've done the whole families yeah. there. Yeah. So, um you can't see the future in one person's chart easily. You have to be very psychic. Uh-huh. When I laid out Mary Frederick, I put the four kids there. Clear as day, something was about to happen now. Wow. And I'm telling you that people in royalty, people in leadership positions, they have people like me working for them. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And why wouldn't they? Yeah. Look at mm-hmm. how much is at stake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All their rivals are doing it. And so they'll never tell you but of course they do it how do you think they stay in power mm. and well, so my passion is mm. to show that mm. it's actually not as hard as you think you do need to be a bit nerdy to start with but you know maybe just you know you build your way up to that and then you have that power for your family and your children and then you can you can have a voice in this chaotic world mm. so i want to take the success so-called success stories of those in power and I want to distill that into education and give that to the community. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very strong, like it's basically my destiny. And I think of it like Robin Hooding. Yes, I'm literally getting, because even when the, you talk about the, um, the leaders having uh, people like yourself 
in their um, guidance team. Like the kings used to have on their courts, the joker or the jester, you know, the um, the religious person, that you know, all these different people that they would consult. And there would always be, you know, some, a crone who was the, the, the crystal ball gazer or mm. the... They're protecting know, the, the energy. Most of the time they're basically a spiritual yes. bodyguard. So Prince mm. Charles, and I only discovered this when I did the forecast for him this year, which, by the way, was really hard. Charles's one was really hard this year. Um <laughs> And he's had a spiritual guru most of his life, although mm-hmm. his guru's a bit, I think he's a bit dodgy. Um, and so Charles has had a guru. Um, Diana, we know, had many psychics and uh, 100% they use them. In fact, the White House was full of psychics openly. Lincoln had a whole bunch of mediums in there and one said he'd be assassinated and he didn't listen and then he got assassinated that night. Oh, wow. So one of the challenges of this type of work is you got to you got to let go of the outcome that's really hard by the way mm-hmm. it's really hard it's you hard really want to say i told you so <laughs> it's really hard is this, is this yeah. part of you know back at the beginning when you were talking about remembering and choosing you know your body and all of yep. that coming through yep. did you choose this path back then or was this something that just you you know it came it came to you or is it you know, i'm also grappling with that mm. Because when I was younger, I just wanted to be a hairdresser, actually. <laughs> and then I wanted to be an astronaut. And then I thought maybe I would part-time between both jobs. <laughs> and then at one point, I then decided I would be a gossip columnist because I love talking. And my parents obviously vetoed all three options because I was meant to be a doctor. Um, but I think I've always loved secrets. Mm. I love secrets. Oh, I like I'm people tease me but I just love secrets it makes me happy I don't really tell anyone most of them but I just I just like knowing (laughs) and it makes me happy when I see people relieved of their their you know heaviness Mm. and obviously I transmute that energy as much as I can into love and Mm. nature and all the nice things but I think of myself as an energy transformer and I'm obviously fortunate to have several very good mentors many many colleagues many clients one of the things actually I always because I help a lot of people to launch into the spiritual industry um, you must have all quadrants so you need followers to push you forwards Mm -hmm. you need colleagues to keep you accountable you need mentors to draw you forwards and need your own inner guidance so that you don't lose your way and it's exactly like an ancestral system children siblings uh, older people and then that mm. internal leadership internal parent Beautiful. so these are all very to me quite simple concepts but many many times I see people the biggest lack I see in the spiritual industry is actually mentorship the lack of elders mm-hmm. I think because of the pace of the spiritual industry and the pressure and expectation a lot of the elders leave as soon as they can Mm-hmm. And then you just got to, always got a lot of youngins coming in, and it's a little bit just like the front line of a war. Mm. It's just like cannon fodder. Yes. Oh, it's not that hard to be a psychic, and one year later, oh yeah, no, I went back and got a job. Yeah, yeah, right. it's really hard to be a psychic yeah. because I tell you what, you get all the stuff they don't bring to the psychologist. They don't bring it to their, you know, you get all the the rest, mm-hmm. the things they can't tell anyone, and then you don't even have like a union to protect you. So it's. <laughs> It's not like no, you get fair, it's not like you get fair pay or anything. Yeah. You don't get days off. You have to be very self-advocating. Or a break from it. No, no. When you're a psychic, mm-hmm. people just call you all the time, and they just don't even think about it. So you, that's why I have two phones. 
it's one of the things I teach all my leaders who I work with um, two phones one work phone one personal mm-hmm. and the ones who are like oh I don't have that many clients I'm like that's why you don't have many clients because you mix the energies obviously I'm sounding a bit black and white it's not perfect look not everyone needs to do it but I know for me yeah I need to be able to put my work phone down and walk away absolutely walk away hands up and walk away right I agree put the gun down put the gun down We'll yeah. take it from here. Exactly. No, it's, well, no, one it's of our words for last year was discerning and yeah. also healthy boundaries was a very big absolutely presentation and I think that's exactly what you're describing is if you have able to have continuity in any industry or any pursuit but particularly energy work and particularly psychic mm. work, you need to have that as a big part of your foundation so that you're able to you know, self-preserve and continue yeah mm. you you know a lot of people are accurate psychics but very few will ever make money from it and even less will do media and even less will last a couple of years yeah and I've come from fundraising and science I had a business background it's really helped also being Asian and just tough ass helped but um <laughs> I think what helped the most to be honest was actually studying studying what I saw and what I keep seeing is they're like oh this is really easy and then they just disappear they just mm. don't answer their phone. Their website, you know, how often do you go to the website for a psychic or healer and, oh, this, this domain no longer exists. Yeah. Or they're not, they've been updated for 10 years. And so my years. take on that is in the olden days, they would burn you and now you just burn yourself. You just burn yourself out. What's the difference? There's no difference. In fact, it's probably cheaper for them. So people need to be very careful. Yeah. It's the energy mm-hmm. is still there. That's how you censor someone is you burn them out. Mm. I'm going to bring it back to I love you, that. Thank you, beautiful Thank you. lady. Yeah. Thank you for that information mm. too. That's, I think that's powerful too, just to separate the lines of work and... You've got to put it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. I think that's great mm. feedback. Um, since you've um, noticed these shifts in the world and like you, you know, we've learned a few things around what's right, what's wrong, <laughs> who's right, who's wrong, um, what have you decided to change, if anything, in your world? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Mm. Um, To deal with my own addictions to rescuing. Mm. I realized early on that I wanted to be an environmentalist because I couldn't change my family, especially my Mm mum. I felt like if I could save the planet, that would make me a good person again. Mm. Eventually, I came back to square one and realized that I was just yelling into the wilderness. (laughs) And I started to do the one-on-one work instead of trying to save all the turtles and the elephants and the whales and things. Um, Is that what took you into the UN? Is that your degree? Yeah, I was um, working in turtle conservation after the tsunami. So um, I realised that that my work is very much about the mother spirit. Mm. And honestly, psychic ability exists to keep children alive. The most psychic person is is a pregnant woman. Oh, yeah. And the suppression of psychics is the suppression of a mother's voice. Now, people will argue with me and they'll say, oh, men can be really intuitive. I'm like, show me the mother. The mother will have been intuitive and she will have coached her son. I may be proven wrong. Look, I may be for sure. But I tell you what, the guy psychics I see, whether they're gay or they have a strong female figure around them, there's still the goddess next to them. Mm. There's a respect for the goddess. And so when we talk about burnout, it's exactly like what happens to mothers. You have a kid and you just burn out. So then you can't really mother. 
and then the child grows up and they can't really mother themselves. There's an enormous power in a mother being a little bit selfish and there's an enormous power in a healer being a little bit selfish because you're basically showing them that it's not even about what you do. It's about just staying alive long enough to figure it out. Oh, if, wow. you don't, if you don't stay alive long enough to figure it out, you're not there to guide them at the vital moment when they're about to, I don't know, take the drug or mm-hmm. sleep with the toxic person. You're not there mm-hmm. as an energy and you're not there as a person. It's difficult. I'm struggling. Yeah. Like I'm I'm, I, I, have, <laughs> I have way too many ideas for my brain, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I have the fortunate position of being able to yak on about it and be paid. Yay. So, but I'm aware that obviously very easy for me to say those things but lifetimes to enact well and is it really easy because you can feel the 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 depth of what it is that you're saying is it's not just a concept it's coming from you and we're feeling it in our essence Mm. as well it's there's a frequency there's a energy there in it that is A a certainty yeah that is so powerful and so real so it's not it's not just a concept that you're sharing it's yeah. it's a realness and I think anyone who's just listened to that is going to be feeling that and probably repeat it <laughs> rewind repeat just to hear that again because you take the you know what these very prevalent energies around the divine masculine and divine feminine are all about at the you know rising up in all of us to really clear and move forward with in a very big way you've just taken that to a whole new depth of meaning of what it means to honor the mother my mother's very good at saying no she refused she was not a fan of me leaving a high-flying fundraising career to be a palmer palm reader at the markets in brisbane (laughs) and i was like mom look at the potatoes i got she's like you were just about to hit six figures. I'm like, yes, yes, but look at the potatoes, mum. Anyway, so that was, that was, yes, and I did, that was about the time I did start eating. And it, and it was, it was really hard. My family probably still hasn't recovered, I'll be honest. But, um, you know, and for a long time, they were just like, well, you know, just any time you can just, we can, we, you can go to be a doctor. You're still not too late to be a doctor. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, it's yeah, so I've been a doctor. You've been a soul doctor. You've yeah. been an energy doctor. Well, You're thank you. That. It's um, mm. it's back to that how you sometimes, do it. Yeah. Sometimes there's an overlap. But um, yeah, it took many, many years and I kept feeling like I was still trying to prove myself that I hadn't made a mistake. So I've taught a lot of classes, but I finally did this class and it was called Why You Chose Your Mother. And I knew by calling it that I would get a lot of complaints and I had many angry emails. How dare you imply I chose my mother? And I said, oh, wow. you need, Ooh, you need my button. class. <laughs> and I'd be like, here's a discount code. Clearly you are in pain and I can assist you. Anyway, so I, I knew that would set people off because yeah. I'd already run why your child chose you and that was okay people were like oh, oh yeah, yeah my baby chose me i'm like yeah yeah that's fine <laughs> but, <laughs> but then when it was like why you chose your mother which is the same concept they're like f you yeah. bitch <laughs> I wouldn't have chosen her. and so many of them were like my mother's narcissist i would have never chosen oh, her and i'm wow. like hmm, i think this is a whole new side business <laughs> anyway so so i did this class and in the class i joke about my mum, who isn't eight so she'll have a great year t- this year and i joke about her and i say like honestly the greatest lesson she gave me is she just says no and there's no like no because or no yeah, and it was just no nope. and that was it mm. that was it and i'd be like 
there's just nothing to work with. <laughs> this, this woman is just impo- impossible, I right? That. I just couldn't I talk. Her. I couldn't. And she'd just be like, nope. And then I sent her the class. I said, mom, I know you never like listen to my stuff, but I've just done a whole class about you. And she's like, oh, okay. Aww. And she watched it and she said, I really like that. Aww. And I, I got this one message from my mom after doing, I don't know, five, 6,000 readings. And, and that message is still my yes, favorite. And she's yes. like, this is pretty good. <laughs> This is what I was talking about with the different way abundance comes through because, Mm. you know, it's like I'm finding that the little synchronicities that happen, they fill me up. Like sometimes they've brought me to tears. I've had that much joy in in those little beautiful gifts that have no monetary value to them but they fill me up more than anything else. And I can imagine that that letter from your mum would be like, her saying to you that was a million dollars for me yeah Mm. i have a lot of um well i'm creating more and more things on money but interestingly um so money comes from moneta m-o-n-e-t-a juno moneta the goddess no and Mm. so it was minted in her temple Mm. and it was minted in her temple to reward juno for warning the soldiers of war so money was actually created to honor women who helped others to avoid danger and so that's in my class change for good and honestly, I encourage women to keep a um, photo of Juno in there. You know, she is one of the mother goddesses we're all, we're in their all, Everybody's writing this yeah. right now. But <laughs> I, and do the research because I'm not pulling your leg here. Obviously, there is more than one story to this, but money was always a reward for wisdom. Mm. And I wow. think that um, wisdom is its own reward, let's be honest, yeah. because it saves us, it protects us, it energizes mm. and conserves us. But money is necessary to speak to certain people there are certain people who only speak money and we do need to keep a bit of money for the times when we need to engage with those people Mm -hmm. they simply don't accept any other currency so you need a little bit in your back pocket but Mm. you know the more and more that you change up who you work with yeah exchange barter all kinds of things becomes possible but you like i said some people only speak money and i think that's okay yeah especially when you travel to i suppose developing countries and their love language is money yeah and I'm, I'm okay with that. they have everything else they need generally. Well, they have a lot of community, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think having done a lot of charity work, money is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Also, I wanted to just, because I do a lot of word magic, when you look at the word money and you take it apart, it becomes my one. Oh, and so wow. some people don't understand that when you set aside money, you set aside energy for your future self. Oh. And so it's not about you, it's about your future self think about her she might need a really nice padded rocking chair instead of a milk crate but it's hard look I get it I mean it's easier said than done it's just I need to bring it to the attention because a lot of my work is around helping people get into that spiritual field Mm. and then hold sort of holding their hand the moment they go oh it's not all love and light (laughs) and I say correct Mm. it's basically like a pharmacy and they have nicer teeth and like because they're just dispensing whatever let me give you this healing stone and this ointment will fix all your ailments. And, you know, Mm. you get a lot of people go, oh, no one believes in that. I'm like, a lot of people believe in it. And probably your mum, your sister, your children believe in it. Mm. Even though you don't believe in it, you better be, you know, you better know what's going on because they are digging into that minefield even when you're not looking. We're constantly being sold stuff Mm. and caught up in the hype of something with it not necessarily being about the stuff. This is going to get so strong. Pluto and Aquarius this year, you'll get a lot of people coming out as psychics. And I'm excited because obviously I work in that field and I try to create some integrity, but I'm also terrified. 
I my my most one of my most popular articles is all the crazy things psychics have told me. Oh, oh, many crazy things, and we're talking about things that really are not allowed to be said. Um, but let me just put it actually more succinctly because I don't want to ramble. This is so important. I don't want to waste your time. But I remember when I was choosing and I went, oh, look, I could easily be a life coach. A lot of 11s are life coaches like Napoleon Hill, Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, Gabby Bernstein. I was like, I could easily be a life coach. And I talked to this master life coach who runs a life coaching school and he said, no, dude, you should be a psychic because in life coaching, you actually have to follow all these rules of what you say and do. You can pretty much be like, my guides told me that. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, and I went, yes, Mm. you're right. And that's a field where I need to be because that's a field where people are probably getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, there will eventually mm. probably be some regulation, but at the moment it's, yeah, it's pretty open. I'll be honest, and the internet's made it even more open. You've got a lot of people doing readings mm. and just giving advice. And again, people say, oh, I didn't take it seriously. But when you really question, they go, yeah, actually a psychic told me I would never fall in love or I'd never have a child. And at a deep subconscious level, I believe them yeah. because I don't feel in touch with my own intuition. So oh, I want yes. to bring up people's intuition so that they can say no to dodgy mm-hmm. psychics. I also want to help yes. psychics to have structure by learning modalities which are a little more scientific. And um, and so that's keeping me very, very busy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's no, for sure. It's, it's amazing and it's true what you're saying about, you know... Informed the, consumers are important. That's very important for me. Yeah. Yes, on every level, like in my business with um, Ayala it's it's about you know there's so many products out there that people can choose skin etc like any 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 work um, I'm just trying to think of like there's nothing that is barred from that like informed consumerism on every level I think is one read of the, the ingredients. Greatest, yes. Oh, absolutely. And People don't read the ingredients. Why not apply that to everything that you do? Read well, everybody's got so good at marketing. I mean, we're totally getting off track, but everybody's got so good at Instagram marketing. I feel Instagram like that's marketing. on track. It's like, like it's on track. Know, it's a formula I, um, in itself. Yes. It's just a formula. I have mm. um, always read the ingredients. Even when I was little, I always read the ingredients to try to teach myself like words. Mm. And I'm very clear about where did I learn this? Where did it come from? Um, what is this meditation for? Where did it come from? Who have I tested it with? Mm. Many, many people go, um, I don't know, yeah, like follow my diet and I'll be like, well, you have no qualifications and where's the evidence and all your reviews are five star and for me that's a red flag but not everyone has that critical thinking and I guess I'm trying my best to bring it back. Uh, It's going to take a whole bunch of people I'm only one of many voices in that area but I want someone who pushes back and I do have clients like that they'll say did you make that calculation wrong that doesn't look like and I'll be like oh okay cool let's correct it together or something like they'll go I don't agree with that I'll go okay well this is where it came from and they'll go well blah 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 and I'll go oh, okay well maybe I'll adjust this or maybe I need to actually explain it better to you there's a lot of give and take and I feel like that in itself is extremely powerful because a lot of psychic readings or healings, it's very one-way street. And that's how doctors used to be. Now doctors theoretically are supposed to do a lot more consulting. But there's still a lot of psychics and healers who are very like, this is the way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, the they, sometimes they have to be because they don't have much time or they're not getting paid much. So there's just not a lot of energy pulled there. But I think that's why I try to charge enough that I have the energy to have a full conversation and be around long enough that they can complete the journey. Mm. 
This is perfect because I think it leads straight into our next question. And I know that you actually brought up organic food just a moment ago, but what have you had to give up? because <laughs> you mentioned your health before uh, so many things mm-hmm. so did you so change many the food like you, I know you mentioned <laughs> organic food too so was many that something things. that you yeah I, that... T- I had to give up cheese it took me five years to give up cheese yeah yeah most people be like just block my ears don't talk Sarah don't talk yeah for me cheese was blocking me something huge I was born dairy intolerant mm. I just conveniently ignored it yes. <laughs> Which most of us do, yes. <laughs> I was literally, you know, I had a milk allergy from birth, but, I mean, if you've had milk, you know how good it is. And it took me five years mm. to get myself off the cheese. Bloody hell. That was, that's like the hardest part of my spiritual journey. Did I you had to say I agree with I had a few lapses. I had a few lapses. Having it, did you? Mm. Oh, look for me. And because I already knew I had the allergy. I mean, it was a pretty much a no-brainer. But if you fight your body, you don't have the energy to go anywhere, really. You're just going to go in circles with your awakening. But damn that was a high price to pay yeah. i tell you what and that was that was before the vegan cheeses were any good yeah you know yes. i was i was like oh like man it is so painful to do this and then eventually the vegan cheeses got so good that i don't even miss it yeah mm. thank god and it's like the world finally caught up so yeah i'm gluten and dairy free that's not for everyone but for me it seemed to work um to cut out a lot of the junk i ate mm. um obviously yeah really good water um i am quite impatient with the people I work with in terms of, I used to do a lot of um, free, 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 you know, on Facebook, I'd answer thousands of questions every year. And so I turned off, this is like almost like a dietary change. I turned off messages in Mm -hmm. Facebook and much to people's disgust. But what I, I did a calculation because you know me, nerd, nerd. And I looked out of the thousand people I'd written back to, I think maybe 20% said thank you. And maybe what, like 2% booked in and I thought, I am literally creating a monster. Mm. This is like making it harder for everyone else Mm -hmm. because it's training all these people to basically pillage, which is exactly what I was fighting against when I worked in litter prevention and conservation. I went, I see, Mm. I see this is what I'm up against. And so I turned that off and now they have to be in one of my groups to ask me a question. Every now and then I'll do a little bit of free stuff, but there is no real free it's costing someone somewhere just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not sweating. You're still very generous it. though. Yes. I, I have a lot. I have, mm. I have some karma. I think I'm clearing. I'll be honest, there's some karma there. But also um, I have autism and I think that's part of it. I don't really stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. there's a cost to yeah. my generosity and I think some, often it is actually my own, uh, my own time. I am making a lot of shifts right now actually to take that back because my the kids are, are so so adorable and I want to spend more time with them but mm. you know the best way I would explain it is I always knew in the early part of my spiritual career which I do think I planned now that I look back I knew I'd have to work my ass off yeah. because I was coming in with no lineage oh who's your Reiki teacher I mean like I yeah. didn't have much lineage I had to like pay a lot of people to mm-hmm. train me up and read a lot of books and really had to almost like start from ground zero I knew I'd have to work really hard and then I knew there would come a tipping point Mm. and I would be able to actually um, relax a bit and that's right now in my chart my chart shows at 43 I can do that and I turned 43 in about a week so Ah, I'm talking to you at the tipping point I'm feeling really good about it but 
I don't think everyone needs to do what I've done because I've done it. So you know what I mean? Like, why are you reinventing the wheel? I'm just hoping I've opened the door for a lot of other people to come in and um, and kind of do their own thing. I hope I've made it easier, actually, for other people. No doubt you have. very prolific with what you provide for people to access for free, let alone the... um, engaging aspects of what you do but when, when just going back to what you said around lineage what do you mean by that because i'm imagining i don't have I, I don't have a family of fifth generation tarot readers all yes, my family yeah. are teachers and they still think i'm completely nuts but i think because i've been in the industry now 16 years and i haven't wavered and i did meet my husband within two weeks of jumping I think there's some okayness now and probably in myself I'm so much more calmer about it that there's less need to get that mirrored. Um, but yeah, my, my family were all teachers and so I actually, it's so funny, but yeah, a lot of my work is teaching. It's just I'm teaching a topic that's not got as many textbooks. <laughs> I, wanna, well, I yes. just want to talk about what you just said, the jumping. Yeah. Because the I, leap, I call it really... the 11-11 flip. Yes, can or we the just leap of faith. Chat? Yeah, we've got a few more questions. Sure. But I kind of feel like this that question and your view around that is really important for our listeners. Uh, just say that again, so I can. The the when you say jumping, you know when you make jump, jump point. Yeah, the jump point. Can you mm. explain that? Like, oh can you sure. Explain? Well, um, I'll just give you a direct example. I knew that I needed to um, change my life. How old were you? Oh, this was when I was just about to start the business. Yeah, so it was in my late, it was in my 20s. I started the business um, 26, 27. Yeah, and had um, you already stepped out of government. I had been a whistleblower at the United Nations for harassment. That was absolutely traumatic. Wow. And um, I basically killed my career with a couple of emails <laughs> and that was that was dead that was dead all that whole career I had my quarter life crisis boom so I went on a trip to India by myself when I did that it was for my friend's wedding this is my jump point mm-hmm. I went on a tour by myself every uh, time you say that word I literally just yeah. go <gasps> like I just want to cry <laughs> oh maybe I should slow down no no no, 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 no it's, it's, it's perfect it's, it's so beautiful oh yeah. okay well thanks for the opportunity um Yes, I went to India by myself. I've always been pretty good at traveling by myself. And not that we're ever really alone. I mean, what a mm-hmm. fallacy. But yeah, I, I remember I went on this tour and there's all these guys. We were whitewater rafting and then they all just wanted to jump off this huge rock into the Ganges. And I'm thinking, this is a really bad idea. If my mum was here, she would not approve. No one in my family would think this was a good idea. Therefore, I should definitely do it. And so I'm standing on the rock. There's no safety. It's not that safe. Really, if I die, I'm dead. You know, like if anything, and I'm standing there and I'm thinking, everyone else is jumping. What do I do? So I'm standing there and they're all, all the guys are pushing me because I'm just standing there and they all want to jump. And my tour guide, he comes up and I still get emotional. He'd only met me for what, an hour? He comes up and he goes, I will jump with you. And that's, that's what a jump is. And he held my hand. And he jumped with me and as we jumped I just knew I just knew who I was I just it was that jump Mm. and I jumped into the water and got the world's biggest wedgie and (laughs) and then I was like I was like spiritual river I was like let's do it again and I we didn't have time but that that was my jump and I I I came back I came back I did a fire walk I did a personal growth course I started this business in a in a room but physically I jumped and Mm. I mean I was a kid who never even climbed a tree like I just read books I was a reading you know reading by two and 
Shakespeare by four. So, I mean, I just never did anything like fun like that. So, yeah, jumping off a rock was literally my jump point. And I just knew that I was the type of person who could help others the same way that guy helped me. And I could jump with them. And I never saw him again. I did write him an email a long time later. But I think that, that that's what I mean by a jump. And so when I do it with people, it's like, say they, they want to have a baby or they want to get, they find a soulmate or they want to, often it is, you know, starting a spiritual business and everyone thinks they're crazy. And I, I'll just be like, it's not even about what I say to you. I just need to be here and you need to know that I'm a, I'm a jumper too. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they just... And they jump. Sometimes they text me straight after, like, I quit my job. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We talked about doing that in six months. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not so bad now because I've learned to refine how I message. I used to be probably a little bit bit more spontaneous. Now that I've had kids, I'm more like, okay, let's just plot this out a bit. <laughs> yeah. Same as like when yeah. you're pregnant or had children and you watch a commercial or a movie and you just start trying uncontrollably, whereas before you were just like, oh, yeah, didn't even touch you. Like you're just so activated I love, I in just, so many I, ways. I just love how you just um, people see me and they that. jump. It's mm. really beautiful, either for joy or <laughs> out of my way. Um, I have actually people leave had people leave screaming from my workshops. My record is I think two minutes. I went to Mind Body Spirit and I taught workshops and um, I went through all the life paths and I went through life path one and I said really they're just you know here to you know put themselves first and be a leader and then this guy starts getting really itchy and he starts yawning and I'm like are you a one and he goes yes and then I said do you want to go he's like yes I just wanted to hear about myself so I refunded him and that was my wow everyone laughed and I said just remember that's a one they know what they want in out bye see ya (laughs) and so very literal but I've also had people actually leave kind of screaming like just get up and go "Mm, I have to go and just walk out the door so I've gotten better at not triggering people so quickly. I think it's I've, a good I've gotten, thing. I, well, love I love it too. I, I was probably a little bit abrupt when I was younger yeah. as well. I had anorexia plus I just, I probably didn't realize how I was coming across as much. Now that I've done media, I've watched myself and I'm like, oh, yes. yeah. Okay. So now I try to actually hold space more. Um, but yeah, in general, I've got a very urgent energy and people tend to just be like, oh shit, get your stuff together. Sarah's coming. That's just always been a thing for me. Is that, I know mm. you mentioned before about your, um, um, ADHD, is it? Uh, well, I have autism. autism. I mean, I probably have some ADHD, but, uh, you know, again, with the wordplay, I say, is it autistic or artistic? Yes. And when exactly. they talk about Aspies, cause I've asked what they used to call Asperger's mm-hmm. um, I say Aspie or Espe E-S-P-E because most a lot of Aspies are psychic yeah because we oh. we can't we can't how do we put this we can't go through one door so we've learned how to climb through that really high window no one else can climb yes. through or even notice that it's there yes correct so mm-hmm. I mean I had a lot of trouble with I've always had a lot of issues in partnerships and relationships because I just assume everyone's like me incorrect assumption mm-hmm. But um, I had so much trouble understanding people that personality analysis was a godsend. And even as a child, I was studying body language books, astrology. I was always secretly very interested in understanding people because I felt so misunderstood. Mm. And isn't that the most incredible gift? Like, it's, I mean, I think Richard Branson gave a lot of people the greatest gift as a dyslexic um, for being who he is in the world because it 
created a comfort zone or understanding of themselves around well I'm not limited because of how I read or see things or express myself and I think the neural um, um, being neurodivergent um, is so dominant now in society and perhaps it's only because we're recognizing it as something mm. um, it's changing some of dynamics but every person I speak to who mm-hmm. is um, has some spectrum um, diversity happening they will say exactly what you just said that in an effort to know why how they functioned they explored other people learnt around so many different things just to survive just to be a part of society just to be able to do ABC in their way of what ABC was it's uh, I think in the way that we've been talking around the world being upside down and back to front I love the way that being on different spectrums is actually more normal than being normal yeah and the world is you know what what the gift of what being neurodivergent is bringing is flipping the world so that we can see better so we can understand more be more awake and recognize more of what is actually literally underneath us and around us yeah Mm. definitely yeah Mm. So we're going to keep moving because we've that. already gone mm. an hour, which has flown. That was, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well um, so we're going to jump. I'm going to. I want to jump onto this. Did you just say my favourite four-letter word? <laughs> jump. I just yes. love that word. I, I, I think well, we're going to tell you one more story. Yes, <laughs> I'm um. I'm six. I'm five eleven. I almost six foot tall. I didn't You're tall. I'm in the four. top one percentile for Asians. Yes. So a lot of people always ask if I play basketball which I did yeah. and so <laughs> when I was younger my parents because they're I don't know because they're Asian or whatever they always said oh my god just stop jumping stop jumping because it's making you really tall oh, oh my god. and I would say I'm pretty sure it's genetics but okay <laughs> and and I would try really hard not but I was just always like a bouncy little kid and um yeah they were just like oh no no one will ever marry you and I'm like yeah no Asian guy will ever yeah. marry me and they're like oh no oh, wow. <laughs> not a white guy and then yeah and then I married like a short white guy yeah, and then that was even more ironic yeah. but anyway no, he's actually Eurasian I'm kidding but yeah the jumping thing I was always told not to jump please don't run please don't jump you'll oh. fall down because so I was I was clumsy I was a clumsy Must be the problem. child I had a lot of <laughs> I had a lot of coordination issues mm-hmm. and I did I fell down a lot so my mum was just like please just don't do anything yeah. and I'd be like okay I'll just and I would just meditate I'd literally sit there wow. I would create these wild visualizations and I'd like cleanse the house and build tunnels under the house wow. because there was a lot of like just please stop hurting yourself yeah yeah um yeah so you're right it's a survival tactic Mm -hmm. but because it's a survival tactic it's it's so easy for me Mm. whereas when I I have obviously tried to teach people to be numerologists and I've started to realize I pretty much have to work with people who've done it in a past life yeah because I go like I go pretty fast Mm -hmm. fortunately it appears that it was well studied so it's not as hard as I thought there's a lot of people who seem to have the knowledge already Thank yeah. God. <laughs> yes, well, a lot more people yeah. are asking more questions. A lot of yeah. people have studied numerology before, and a lot of those yeah. people come to me, and then we're like, "Oh, you again? Hey, hey." Yeah. Yes. Yes. Full circle. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. I get a lot of people, and they come, and they're like, 
Have we met? I've had I've actually had people approach me and say, "Oh, you were my past life teacher." And I go, "Oh." Oh, wow. That was before I believed in past lives. A healer came up and she said, "Oh, you were my past life teacher in like Tibet." And I went, "Really?" And she says, "You were so hard ass." <laughs> and I said, "That would be me." Yeah. Welcome back. Yes. She's like, "If I made a mistake, you'd be like, and I'm like, "Yes, that's definitely me." <laughs> you have identified, you know what I mean? Yeah, tick. Apparently I taught herbs or something, but yeah, I would have been because Mm. I always think, you know, it's forever. Everything we do is forever. If you're going to do it, like don't half-ass it. Yeah. So I am, I am tough. I make people do their own numerology. I'll be like, we do it together. I don't just do it for you. Yeah. Because I I don't want you to just lean on me like some sucker fish. It's not a cushion. It's, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's becomes real embodiment. It's embodiment when you do it that way isn't it with a person as opposed I think to it's just... super annoying when mm. um you create dependency not that I'm I've certainly done it in the past but to create dependency is to to stay in captivity yourself you can never be liberated you really want to be mm. someone who has lots of things to do and that gives you that pressure to kind of get the job done well and get out of there like a mum yeah like yeah. a mum and it's like when you turn the Facebook comments off you know you basically set yourself free to do more Facebook as well messages, as not yeah. sucker fishing people well in the end you know what I realised a lot of them would like also attack me privately mm. and so now they have to attack me publicly and my people are like on <laughs> you try to attack me boom fish like 20 yeah no and i have i have yeah. trained my i have trained my people because we do always a lot of throat chakra work mm. and i'm very pleased when i watch it unfold and i do this with my fingers <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone will be like, like scientists yeah. i i don't believe in numerology boom yeah. and i'm like <laughs> my plan has worked <laughs> Yeah, what's that? What is, who is that that's in the um the moon ra- or like the spy movies and the you know all the bad guy that yeah, goes yeah. Oh, 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 probably I don't it. know but it's like, like you're the good guy is going, it Inspector you know? Gadget I don't know yes any of those things it's <laughs> all right, fantastic we're going to jump on just okay. so we can finish get these oh. last questions done we'll just, we yeah. haven't even done your numerology I feel so embarrassed no no, no don't be silly what? what do you do now to support yourself for staying in the moment oh. <laughs> with three young children who love to keep is, you do you have do you have like a um you know a mum, like a mum face a no, mum no, no, no 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 like do you have some kind you know a lot of people say they have a like a, a taser or a <laughs> taser or taser i love where she keeps going with you yes, no, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking back to when you were young and your mum said don't jump and you went into meditation and building mine shafts under the house i'm like literally that must have been a great skill to cultivate yeah, as a young yeah. Person. is there somewhere that you need to go to go into that space that you go into Yes, yeah, so I've recorded a lot of meditations and none of them are over 15 minutes because of my short attention span. And so I've, I listen to my own meditations and a, a lot of them are free. They're on Insight Timer and one of them I've listened to before every reading. So uh, in the time I've created it, so I've listened to it at least a thousand times. Wow. Every time I listen to a meditation, obviously I activate it. And so that's why I then share those meditations and I share it with people who I want to listen to it. Mm. When someone listens to your work, or reads your work they actually send you a little bit of energy mm-hmm. and so you actually want to be careful who is listening to your work mm-hmm. or who is reading it to some extent mm. um yeah and i do these little 10 minute things i also have a lot of trans healing i do on myself but all of it would be taking under five minutes mm-hmm. i do like color healing all kinds of things uh, a lot of these things i've been doing since i was a child um i basically do little mini trance healings 
And I also learned past life regression. I also learned hypnosis when I was a teenager. So I'll just hypnotize myself for even sometimes a few seconds, fill up my energy and keep going. And that's, I get a lot of people say, I don't know how you do it. And I say, um, well, I have a very powerful way of refilling in the moment. Like I could just sit here and refill yeah and then i'm pretty good yeah, but i yeah. physically do things yeah like float tanks massage i do like self massage self reiki obviously a lot of grounding i have a lot of good people helping me but i'd say the trance healings mm. also i use a lot of sound um yeah like i i sing i chant i tone i use specific music and i think sound is instant mm. so if you work with sound you will increase your capacity that's for sure Mm. Ooh, sound that. is definitely the new black a lot of people's eyes are exhausted from all the shit sorry the stuff that we've seen in the world and so now the ears are the next frontier mm. and so i really encourage people to record their own meditations for themselves and their children i mean honestly why why do you play your kids all this music by people you don't even know like make up songs with your kids mm. it's so much more powerful um yeah i think sound is the new frontier and you were speaking before around, um, well, you mentioned when we were talking about ears, but you were also talking, we've, we've listened to some of your meditations and you don't have music in all of your meditations. Sometimes, sometimes I do, sometimes you, I don't. And you were saying around the voice being um, the raw energy, the power of the voice, and also you spoke around the throat chakra being one of the things that you do a lot of work around. So yeah, I help a lot of people who feel like if they speak, they'll be they'll be persecuted. I help mm. those people to realize that it's safer in the light. Mm-hmm. In the light, your allies can find you, mm. and so can your bullies. Mm. But your bullies will be annihilated by your allies. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's nice. It's a nice idea to think if you stay in the dark, if you don't publish, if you don't write a blog, if you don't have like that you are safe but actually you're really vulnerable Mm. you're incredibly vulnerable you always have to look look out for things Mm. and you will never really reach your potential so it's safer in the light um sorry that was a bit of a roundabout answer that's perfect now Mm. our last question i know that we'll probably go for a little bit over are you okay with um maybe you know five minutes longer yep um i uh, this question's for you is going to be big i know um, so how do you see the world now? And I know mm-hmm. that it's through numbers and through what you see through your third eye, but also around um, this concept of 13 months and that our new year, we haven't began our new year um, and all that. So can we kind of um, squish that squish that together? Yeah, sure. And, yeah. I just um, stayed up last night putting together my 2024 forecast, knowing I need this for today. Mm-hmm. Um how do I see the world? I'm extremely positive about the future, otherwise I couldn't do what I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally sitting across from people conveying that. Mm. I work basically in the area of eco-anxiety. I have training in the environment, uh, science Mm. and activism and charity movement. I know a lot about the planet and I work a lot with like human, uh, the psyche. And I feel extremely comfortable to say to you that Earth is a good place. I look at my children and I think that children like that wouldn't come here if it was going Mm. down the sinkhole. I look at the quality of the children coming through and my heart feels full. Mm. I think that if you had a company and you feel like it's going bankrupt, but you have those most amazing people coming in that that you need to trust there is a design at work. Mm. 
yeah. earth is going to look different but that doesn't mean it's bad i think it will be simpler mm. i think it will be more like the ancient times uh, but hopefully with flushing toilets because I like those. Um, <laughs> I mean, because you know in China they have pit latrines and I'm just like, I just can't do that. Do you think they'll still have coffee shops? <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink coffee. Good things. <laughs> I, I don't drink coffee, so I guess that's not high on my list, but we could probably put it down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel confident. I just look at the children coming through, to be honest. Mm. Um, the other thing is I think we've actually been taught that Earth is – a victim i don't think that's true whatsoever i think that earth chooses the souls who come here and i think it whips our butts if we get out of line i just i have just a different concept of earth if you look at the word earth at the heart of it is the word art and i just think earth is an artist and you can't beat an artist can you the artist can always start from scratch. The artist can turn their blood into a masterpiece. The, uh, like the artist can never be beaten. I feel very confident to say that um, Earth, Earth will, will survive. The other thing I wanted to flip though is that the word for Earth, it's the same letters for heart. Mm. So when they talk about, oh, I want to save Earth, oh, look after Earth, I'm like, if your heart is full of, of dismay, literally there's nothing you can do for the Earth. Mm. So you make sure that in here there is a song and a dance and then you can probably contribute. Until then, off you go. Go Ooh, do go do I your things that. because mm. you're not you're not helping. You're not helping. Look That's after so your heart. The heart and the earth yeah. are yeah. A, a blood kin. And yeah, I don't know, that feels like a little bit random, but it's a lot of the work I mm. do does cross the boundaries of environmental work and activism. Mm. I have to be very careful myself because I almost starved to death because I was trying to eat organic. I was trying to like eat no meat and, and I almost killed myself because I felt so guilty about the earth. And then I realized through all my training that was another way to burn out the healers. Mm-hmm. I eat meat. I use it for a good cause. I bless the animals. I'm Chinese. It's part of the culture I come from. I feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. It works for consumerism me. again. I love, that. Like, I love yes. that you just said that. I don't it's... think that vegetables should be persecuted more than animals. <laughs> vegetables have feelings. Yes. I talk to trees every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just see all the carrots like quaking in their little... <laughs> don't pull me up. All the avocados okay. shaking in yes. their tree. And I just think, why is one species better than another? Mm. I, I absolutely believe vegetation is sentient. I've always talked to plants. Yeah, so I don't know. I just... You've got to question things. Mm. Anything that makes you feel bad about your needs, it's probably from the dark forces. Mm. Especially if women, and this is a passion of mine, if women need to eat meat in order to conceive or in order to get their body back into health, let them eat meat. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just let them because mm. they, they, they need it. Absolutely. Stop making them feel bad. Yeah. Like what you just said around if it makes you feel bad, it's probably from the dark forces that really just went into my mm-hmm. vagus nerve like an arrow because it it's um it can be that simple like we attribute how we're feeling bad to be of ourselves but it's again comes around to that being in the light and having allies and not feeling uh, alone lost disconnected by being here and in in, in feelings and 
patterns that take us out the biggest thing i'm getting from our conversation which by the way has really helped me too thank you look i've always believed this but um you know sterile people sterilize people Mm. and fertile people fertilize people not necessarily physically but um you know (laughs) someone who's really someone who's really in their joy Mm. they they want you they want you to be your fullest self Mm. and so um just notice, you know, if your heart is a flower, does it wither? <laughs> does it does it does it wither around certain people? And that's just that's that's you being a leader is not spending so much time and energy on people who they just keep shooting you down. I mean, that's your choice. That's so beautiful. It's a harsh so one though, because sometimes they're your family or they're a partner mm-hmm. or they're a child. But at some level, just remember that um, you have a choice, and your choice is what will change the world. Yeah, and it's all happening for you, not to you. It was all signed off upstairs. You got the double signature, you got the stamp, yeah. you got the, the cute little badge. Ursling, Ursling, Ursling. Absolutely, we chose to come here. I yeah. lost my badge. <laughs> Somebody pushed me when I wasn't ready yeah. to <laughs> I, I, mis- I misread the sign. There's no excuses. I'm you on chose the wrong it. bus. I'm on the wrong bus. Oh, my God. I'm sure we all have moments where we feel that way. You feel like you're on the wrong bus. Yeah. 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 If you feel like you're on the wrong bus, you're probably meant to be the bus driver. Mm, maybe. Yeah, usually in those moments is when you actually need to create something that's not there. Like when I felt... There was no palm readers my age because when I joined the Palmistry Guild in Brisbane, the average age was 74. Oh, my gosh. And I was like 26. And I went, I just need to do something here. So being a typical 11, I started a palmistry group. All I did is I read a book. Mm-hmm. And um, in the beginning, it was free. It was at New Farm Library and people came and they thought it was a cult. And so I started charging 10 bucks and then that was okay. That was like less culty. Yeah. And all I did is I just we just read palmistry books together and then... Wow. Here I am with a business. So like I said, if sometimes you feel like you're on the wrong bus, maybe maybe you need to try driving it before you jump off. Maybe it's actually your bus and you're just waiting for yourself. Oh, <laughs> we might, that's a great way to end right there. That is so powerful and so beautiful. Because literally we could just keep talking. We could. No, that's okay. We yes, can maybe a, later. I was going to say think, yeah. maybe another time where we could get on you, um, get on and talk about something maybe that you choose specifically about because I think that would be really powerful for our listeners. Sure, but, we could do probably more of the numbers and stuff. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah, no, I really appreciate the opportunity to do something that wasn't just 11-11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Because I, I do talk about that every single day. Well, it's about you. You know, you are a beautiful, unique oh. expression in itself and we we know that we felt that right from the moment that we met you and um, Mm -hmm. you are doing amazing amazing things in your own space which is really powerful and abundantly abundantly yeah yeah even though you've uh, um, self-attributed different motives or you know selfishness if you want to use that word it's very generously as you said Joe. like you know your your abundance of what you're sharing with the world is is very generous and highly energetic and highly activating and you know the frequency is thanks i um i have actually um because i do like follow up everything i do and i always keep track of everyone like pretty much everyone i work with they will they will they will raise their prices every single person will raise their prices it might be their money prices or it could be their self-worth 
but I'm, I'm almost every single time and I think because there's just so much room to move in this world mm. and I know personally I've like put my prices up maybe 15 times and every single time my business has gone up yeah because I have I've matched it yeah. and I've evolved and I've pushed myself and I've 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 gone there mm-hmm. um and I just basically how I think of it is I used to be so academic and I always just wanted to get 100%. That's a really good quality in the work I do because accuracy actually can really help people. Yeah. But um, it is important to have money. Yeah, of Without course. money, your future self doesn't have the cushion on the rocking chair. And she's like, oh man, I got a blister. I got a split. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be that granny who's like rubbing the butt. But, no, yeah, well, we live on this planet and, it, you know, we need we need to live and part of that is through well, money. And, and money can mm. buy microphones. Absolutely. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's it's an important conversation perhaps, yeah, that's that something else to do later. Thank so, you so yeah. much. You're Thank so you. welcome and I know Thank our you. listeners will be mm. like, where do we get a hold of you? <laughs> I'm ready to jump. I just need someone's hand to hold. There's so we are website. going to put everything yes. down um, oh, the labyrinth. on the bottom of that. Yeah, we just call that the labyrinth. The labyrinth. labyrinth. Yeah. yeah, well, because people go in and they don't come out for eight hours. <laughs> Actually, a lot <laughs> of people, they're like, oh, you've got a website. I'll just have a quick look. And I say, um, so just bring like two litres of water and <laughs> yes, three absolutely. sandwiches and a blanket because you'll be coming out in about usually six to eight hours is the first visit yeah <laughs> so you're right oh it's so true and they're like yeah. i i couldn't stop clicking and yeah. i say yes so much i warned you so much information and it's yeah. fun it's not yeah it's yeah really fun which as joe pulled the card today was play yeah and there's been an element of that all the way through um just in yourself bringing a lot of joy yeah. so when you were sharing before around you can't be a misery guts and expect change to happen or life to be good well well you you can be a misery guts and expect change to happen but you'll just be more miserable mm. thank you yeah i mean <laughs> you you can if you really yeah, yeah. want to do it it's, it's true, true. It's, it's true. It's, yeah i mean this is what i say to my kids it's you you can cry it's just nothing will change like yeah. just but cry as much as you then yeah and then you know yeah. dance in park but think the grinch let your heart yeah. grow yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important to be grumpy at appropriate times, mm. especially when people, um, you know, they do the graspy, graspy. Mm. Appropriate grumpiness, driving buses. What else was there? Oh, jumping, jumping, jumping. Jump, jump, jump. Jump, jump, jump. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And um, I think my last thing was, yeah, I always say to people, um, I'm basically your friendly pal, your friendly pushy Asian lady. And so if you can't work with me, just find one in your local neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Make friends. Beautiful. Cross-cultural harmony. Yeah. Mm. But, um, you know, in Asia, a lot of the women, they, they have to run the businesses. They have to run things yeah. and without much support. Yeah. And so there is a cross-cultural blessing, I think, being an Australian working with you. And I'm glad that we could have such a lovely talk. Mm. And I'm always learning, you know, when you're talking to me too. But yeah there's something to be said for the pushy asian lady i'd say this is the energy for the the eight year coming up it's a very very lucky year for asia and that eastern way of doing things with people rather than two people oh that's really beautiful thank yes. you so much sarah for coming you're welcome on. yeah thank you sarah. catch you next time yeah see you I soon talk to a spirit. she comes in my dreams thank you for listening she to our girl awakening podcast 
We are also on YouTube as Girl Awakening. We'd love to see you there with comments on how our guests resonated with you or your own awakening. Please share the love with a like and subscribe while you're there. A blissful thank you to Ksenia Luki, the amazing artist behind our theme song. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.